York Times best-selling and award-winning author of some kick-ass international thrillers. And this is the Taylor <laughs> Stevens Show with my good friend Steve Campbell, where we are kicking writing in the butt one word at a time. And we're revising the show's intro on as in we a, go. Yes, on an iterative basis with each <laughs> with each new show. This is, again, a Hack the Craft episode, which means there's video involved. And you can, as always, find the video at patreon.com slash taylorstevens, or you can find a link to the video in the show notes for this episode at, the, at taylorstevenshow.com. All right, Taylor, where are we in this process? We are now on episode five. We had no idea it would turn into something this long. But it's all been really fun and really good. We started off with the request to convert from first-person present tense to third-person past tense. And we've walked through the many steps of what it looks like to do that, why we want to do that, uh, the complications of making conversion. And we are now on part two of two of doing a line edit on the fully converted Piece. And can I just say that I absolutely love this line editing stuff because I, I love the simple changes that you're able to make that really help to bring the story and the characters to life. It's just it's so instructive when we go through this phase of these. I, I really enjoy it and I hope listeners do as well. Thank you. At the last uh, paragraph, the revision paragraph that we ended off on was with Toka reflecting back on her relationship, her history with her older sister, Elaine. And it ended off with the words, she'd remained wary of Elaine's help ever since, wary yet weighted by indebtedness. Now, the next part of the original says, I'm serious, she said, he's a really nice guy. And I interrupted. Because we need something to transition us from this reminiscing of the past into the present wherein sister Elaine is trying to convince younger sister Tilka that she has a lead on a guy that would be good for her to meet. So here we have Elaine. I'm serious, she said. He's a really nice guy. She took this with a grain of salt. Elaine was the only sister she had who failed to recognize that their family was relationally handicapped. The rest of them accepted it as a basic truth. And given Elaine's need to help her, she worried that her lack of insight into her shortcomings would become her problem. She decided to go along with it for a moment for her own amusement. And how do you know him? So we're going to need something to transition us. And in last week's episode, we had a spot where I deleted or moved out and saved some information that related to Tilka's thoughts about her older sister's relationship. And I said, this needs to go somewhere else. And here is where that somewhere else is, where she's talking about Elaine being the one oblivious to their relational handicaps. All of it needs to go together here, so I'm going to fit it in down here so it's all in one place. I questioned this line, and given Elaine's need to help her, I'm... I don't know if we need that or not. It, it almost, it, Elaine has done a lot for Tilka in her own way. And it just feels very like put upon, like, why are you trying to help me again? Whereas 
we should be grateful for things that others that others care, right? And I just I worry about making Tilka unlikable. So let's look at this now with a rewrite of including those um, encompassing those thoughts and taking the other material and mishmashing it all together. Here's our transition. Elaine heard silence and contemplation as interest and consideration. She pressed on. I'm serious, she said. He's a really nice guy. Tilka took nice with a grain of salt. Their family was relationally handicapped, but Elaine was the only sister who failed to recognize what the rest of them accepted as basic truth. She was the one who, as a teenager, had married a Ronald McDonald lookalike 20 years her senior, and when that union failed, traded him for a younger addition and only told the family after she'd married. Oh, you'll love him, she'd said. Now, before I move on, I deleted out the part about her marrying a welder. Um, you, the original's way up there, so I'm not going to go hunt for it. But she had married a Ron, Ronald, a welder who was a Ronald McDonald lookalike. And there was a lot of tongue-twisty words of, the, of twisting it all together. And I found that by eliminating the word welder, I could get it to flow. Now, it may be that him being a welder is critical to the story, in which case, my apologies, we got to find some other way to do this or some other way to introduce that information. But in this sentence here, I made it work without Welder. And I just want to explain that the reason I took it out was not because it was a bad detail, but because it was too many concepts to fit into a single sentence. So she only told the family after she'd married, oh, you'll love him, she'd said. They hadn't. He's so good to me. He wasn't. He likes to embellish, she'd added. So don't believe everything he says. She'd gotten that part right, though she had gotten closer by calling him a pathological liar, and that marriage dragged on longer than the first. Elaine playing matchmaker was how lack of insight into her own shortcomings turned into Tilka's problems, but it was worth going along for, with for amusement. Tilka said, so who's the guy and how do you know him? So without actually going back and comparing piece by piece, it's really difficult to break down every element, and we don't have the time to do it. But go ahead and take that time to examine the original against and see the, the changes the revision made were to add texture. Um, because the original didn't tell us how, it didn't have that closure of how Tilka's, I mean, Elaine's second relationship ended. We needed something. And I made the something up. So it could be completely wrong. But it's an idea of how it can be done. The next original paragraph. Do you remember my neighbor Judy who owns the farm next to mine? She asked, clearly excited to have her attention. Not at all. Well, anyway, she said, undeterred, it's her younger brother, Jim. So how will this work? You think he'll fly all the way up to Alaska to meet me for coffee sometime? Because I don't eat whole meals with strangers. I don't want to feel indebted if he pays and I don't want to go Dutch treat because I'm too broke. Now we have a couple things going on in this, um, in this little section here. We've got, she asked, clearly excited to have her attention. We, we try and not have a comma, then something else. It, we've had discussions about this in the past. So we want to end with asked, period. And we need to find a way to rework that. I highlighted my neighbor, Judy, just because my neighbor, Judy, who owns the farm next to mine, is a very redundant sentence. But in the end, I don't remember if I changed that or not. It might have actually worked. Um, where she says, well, anyway, she said, undeterred, it's her younger brother, Jim. We need something to have a sense of where Elaine is. Like, 
does Elaine live in the city next next door, you know, the next city over? Well, clearly not, because in the next sentence, she said, so how will this work? You think he'll fly all the way up to Alaska to meet me? But we don't know where Elaine is. Like, there's no there's no sense of place. So we need something, and that means I'm going to have to make up some details. The other thing that I highlighted out was this word Alaska. Alaska's a really big freaking place. And it covers a lot of uh, longitude. I don't know if it's longitude or latitude. The, the, the horizontal ones. <laughs> it covers a, a lot of space, you know. If you're way down at the bottom of Alaska, that's like hours from Anchorage. So we need some kind of um, something besides just this vague, massive state, you know. There's a big difference, for example, of something, someone coming to visit a person in Dallas or El Paso, depending on where they live, right? It's that same concept. So here's how the fix, the revision went. To solve the thought, action, speech, not ending with a comma, Elaine, clearly excited to have gotten her attention, said, do you remember my neighbor Judy, the one who owns the farm next to mine? Tilka pulled her thumb from between her teeth and glanced at the cuticle. That, that right there is coming back to that chewing on her thumb thing. Elaine's place was in Montana, a 2,000-mile, two-day drive away, and it had been years since she'd been there. She was doing good to remember the bedroom layout, much less some neighbor she might not have even met. Not at all, she said. Elaine pressed on, undeterred. Well, anyway, it's her younger brother, Jim. Tilka switched the phone to her other ear. Now, how exactly do you think that's going to work, Elaine? She turned the burner back on and returned the pan to the heat. Like, he's going to fly all the way up to Anchorage to meet for coffee? Because you know I'm not doing dinner and drinks with some man I've never met. I don't want to feel indebted if he pays, and I'm still too broke to go Dutch. I, um, I changed go Dutch treat to Dutch just because that's the way that I've heard it. But to go Dutch treat would work just as fine. I want to get that out of the way real quick. Um... I also gave the city of Anchorage. I don't know where she is in Alaska. She could be in Nome. She could be out in a boonie town. But I just put that there for simplicity. And I gave Elaine something to do um, is with her body. Like motion, character and motion is so critical. And I also changed the way that um, she spoke to her sister. Because the original sounds very... Um, Info dumpy. Like she's informing her sister of something that the sister already knows for the sake of the reader, which normally that would go better inside internal dialogue. That's how I would fix it. But in this case, it worked really well as spoken dialogue if we changed it up some and gave it a little bit more um, familiarity and, and such. The next, oh, here's a really important one. It's a note. This skips right over phone and internet possibilities for getting to know someone before meeting in real life. When she says, he's gonna fly all the way up to Anchorage to meet for coffee, phone, internet, hello? Um, Tilka has an iPhone, she definitely has internet and phone. So even if long distance communication won't work for the plot, it still needs to be acknowledged here. And if the plot relies on Tilka meeting Jim without first, having spoken to him, emailed or webcam chatted first, then it really needs to be addressed because that is a big hole. And you can work around it, but you have to address it. Back to the original. 
Elaine hesitated a beat. Sure, she said uncertainly. He travels all over the world. He'd come to Alaska no problem. Wow, so outside of world travel, what was it you thought he and I have in common? Pregnant pause. She chortled, don't tell me this is another one of those, I know a single male and you are a single female, so you should meet sort of thing. Um, I wasn't sure with this wow, if that is interest or sarcasm. There's nothing to guide me. So in this rewrite, I'm going to address the issue of phone and internet, and I just kind of have to work with something. So I'm making it up as I go. You act like you've never heard of the phone or internet before. There's this thing called talking, you know, for communicating across long distances. Elaine hesitated a beat. But sure, he'd come to Anchorage, no problem. He travels all over the world. The travel thing piqued Tilka's curiosity. All right, she said. Let's say I'm hesitantly interested. What, besides travel, do he and I have in common? For the first time since she'd answered the call, got typo in there, sorry. <sighs> Lovely. For the first time since she'd answered the call, Elaine stopped talking. Tilka chortled, oh, come on, don't tell me this is another one of those I know a single male and you're a single female, so the two of you should meet sort of thing. Back to the original. Well, she said, her voice shrinking, he's not quite single yet. He's going through a hideous divorce right now. He married a woman he dated for years, and then she filed for divorce after only a few months. She's taking him to the cleaners. Excellent, she replied acidly. He's married, stupid, and poor. What a catch. Gee, thanks. When did you meet him? She baited her. She hated herself for this. Why was it she could tolerate so much from people in every other station of her life, but for her sister, she became an ass? Her cuticle was now bleeding. Karma. Definitely karma. So um, in this top paragraph of this segment, we have the word divorce a couple times. I want to try and clean it up to just tighten the language. And I have an issue with this word poor. There is a big difference between being poor and being broke. And when Tilka uses this word poor in this way, it makes her sound like a gold digger. And I know that wasn't the author's intention. So I want to clean that up. And then I'm looking at the last paragraph, trying to eliminate a few of those pronouns. Um, also want to get the thought, action, speech in order. So, well, she said her voice shrinking. We want to get that voice first and then the dialogue. So here's the rewrite. A voice, Elaine's voice shrank a little. Well, she said, he's not quite single yet. He's going through a hideous divorce right now. He dated the same woman for like six or seven years, and then she filed just a few months after they married. She's trying to take him to the cleaners. Tilka put down the spatula. Excellent, she said. He's married, stupid, and broke, and now you want to hook me up with him. What a catch. She stopped before the rest of that train of thought came rumbling out her mouth. Acid and anger burned in her lungs. She hated herself for it. She shut off the burner and turned her back to the stove. Why was it she could tolerate so much from people in every other life situation, but to her sister she became an ass? She glanced at her hand. Her cuticle was bleeding. Karma. Definitely karma. And so what I wanted to do there um, was just give a little more weight to this thing that she's doing with her sister here. You know, this we do this with people that we're really familiar with. We, you know, old habits, old pain, old anger. And it seemed like this was a good time to just kind of 
emphasize that by adding a few things. Now, acid and anger burn in our lungs, that's really dumb. I, you know, there's so many millions of better ways that could be written. I just don't have the time. So it was the first thing that came to my mind and I just, you know, put it in there. But the, the point is we want to give Tilka some personality here, um, the, the, the conflict that's in her. And we do that by adding motion, adding thought, and then pondering what it is that's going on. And that's all that I've got. Well, that's fantastic. And this has been a, a really interesting series. How many parts did we wind up with? Five. <laughs> <laughs> I think this may be our longest series ever. Um, but it, it, is, it, it has been an adventure. And uh, you finished on a high note with the line edits, which is, uh, as I said earlier, something that I really enjoy going through. So thank you so much for that. For those of you out there listening who were maybe just listening and haven't seen it, uh, you know where the video is. You can find it at Taylor's Patreon page. Uh, for those Which of you, you don't, you don't have to be a patron to be able to see it. It's open to the public. Correct. Yes. And but of course, we would encourage you to become a patron to support the incredible amount of work that goes into putting these shows together. So, Taylor, thank you so much for this series. It's been a learning experience for all of us. Yes. And we will be back again next week with something completely different. <laughs> it's been a learning experience for me, too. And I just want to put out a call that um, my queue is empty. I don't have any more uh, editing material lined up. So if there's anyone out there who wants to send in a submission for after this, then send it in and we'll see what we can do with it. All right. And you know where to find, uh, you know where to send it. If you don't, go to taylorstevenshow.com and you'll find the contact button and just click that and you'll, you'll find a variety of ways in which you could reach the show. So thanks for listening. We will be back again next week. See you guys next week.